0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige,
2: the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
1: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we're here to talk about, well, not just Star Wars. We're here to get you ready for the Rise of Skywalker. It's our journey towards the Rise of Skywalker, the Force Center version. Uh, And today, (laughs) our topic is Shmi Skywalker and the wisdom of Star Wars. That's right. We're going to get you ready for Episode 9 by going back to Episode 1 and Shmi Skywalker, the mother... Of the Skywalker clan, so to speak, at least in terms of the Star Wars saga. And Joseph, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at uh, the wisdom found in, in the mother. At the beginning of it
3: all. Yeah, yeah. There's something uh, powerful about looking at the beginning when you're getting uh, ready for the end. And in particular, it's just something that's been boiling up a lot uh, mm. as uh, fans uh, have tweeted things at us going, Hey, I really like this line of Shmi. And like, yeah. And, and there's a couple lines that I've really gravitated toward. And I think I've been, mm. uh, I've been thinking more and more about how a lot of the central ideas of what Lucas, I think, mm. uh, feels powerfully about. In the Skywalker saga are embedded in lines that Shmi says in The Phantom Menace, so we're going to take a trip uh, trip down Shmi memory lane. Shmi
1: lane is uh, the mother at the center of it all. Did George put a template for the saga in her words? Before we dive into that and the news and more, we're going to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player and of course a little bit later we'll have our force center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us we always like to catch up with our adventures star wars adventures life adventures it's quite a time for star wars adventures <laughs> and uh and life adventures uh joseph uh, how are you doing this fine week
3: yeah it's uh very busy for life adventures and star wars adventures like every week we talk about star wars yeah. adventures like well i absorbed all the content and uh <laughs> yeah. read something and played something, something else. else and another thing that <laughs> ah it, it is it's a lot and we're gonna talk about it it's great it's a wonderful time to be a star wars fan uh life adventures i had my uh, anniversary with my wife our uh, mm. our birthday as i sometimes accidentally refer to it it's our <laughs> birthday, birthday this sunday <laughs> our wedding birthday our (laughs) wedding is 13 years old problematic teenager uh so that was lovely to celebrate with my wife and uh, just relax a little bit uh we're not going to talk about the mandalorian here on the main show but uh, my wife and i had a great viewing of the second episode of mandalorian and um i did the weird bbc interview so you have done these oh, in the yeah. past.
1: I didn't get to talk to you about yeah. this affair. How did it go? Oh, yes. it was
3: so weird. It was so yes. weird. Uh, yes, it, we we're talking about being busy a lot, and yeah. I like to prepare for things because right right. I like to know well what is being what what is expected of me. Yeah, and I just didn't have time. Yeah, like I had to make that conscious choice of like. I feel like I have to do two hours of research before I get up and from bed every morning. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I just don't have time to see like who are the hosts? Like what I would yeah. normally do. Right. Yeah. And what exactly is this? I just got the, you know, call from the producer of like, yeah, we would like to talk to you in the morning. Like, Oh yeah, For me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Eh, sure. And and he asked me some stuff about the Mandalorian. I was like, okay, cool. Kind of got my talking points down. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't fully realize it was a BBC, uh, radio five. And of course our, yeah. our listeners in the UK know exactly what that is, but yeah. I didn't, you know, I know the BBC <laughs> I've watched years of doctor who, yeah. um, <laughs> But I didn't realize that it was kind of serious journalism. So they did the thing where the producer calls you and yeah. nice, lovely British man with a flowing voice <laughs> saying, you know, oh, well, uh, are you ready? I'm like, yep. And he's like, okay, well, you'll be on in a in a few minutes and I'll just patch you in so you can listen. And as soon as I got on there, again, another... A uh, lovely British voice, but talking very fast and very seriously. Everything yes. was very fast and very serious. and they're talking about <laughs> can the Tories actually come through on their plan to provide broadband for the entire country and uh then it was followed up by a very serious story about Australian airlines trying to do a non stop flight from london to <laughs> so but so I was like oh oh oh, and I was I was actually telling Sarah earlier like it's great to be able to talk to s- about Star Wars in great detail, but then sometimes when somebody's mm-hmm. just like... That Darth Vader, he's got a lightsaber. I'm like, how do I go back to speaking about this that's not in a like mm-hmm. well, actually, I think the meaning of Star Wars is contained in Schmidt's lines <laughs> in the Phantom, and like not going into the kind of yeah. depth that we do. Uh so in the interview was it was fun and yeah. so short. And there was like, okay, this is clearly a business. Like yep. the, just regular, like, Hey, we need someone to just acknowledge that this thing exists. Yep. And like, yeah. Yep. And the guy was like, so that Mandalorian, and he was like. <laughs> I was like, is there going to be any more questions? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, okay yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, I talked a little bit about it coming from Fabro and that it has this, that flavor that it could, because it comes from Favreau in that generation. And then yes. like it, he, he was like swingers. <laughs> it's a swingers guy. Yeah, uh, Just trying yep. not to be too loud. And then, and then he, Vegas, baby. Like, Vegas. there's a, there's too much star Wars, right? <laughs> like he didn't, it wasn't quite that leading of a question, but pretty far. <laughs> so I did the like, well, you know, it's, it's a streaming service and yeah. There's there's advertisements everywhere, but you can really choose to watch, and I think that's going to work out really well for everyone because it's going to be gone from the theaters for three years. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, so it was glad. very,
1: very fun. So glad <laughs> you, excuse me. Um, so glad you got to do that. Yeah. Uh, somehow I had ended up on their call list, and I know Jennifer did, and and, and you weren't, it. so now you are. Um, and that, and it, 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 it's so awesome because it's just like you said, it is. Get on there. You're an expert of Star Wars. Say your piece. Get on into the morning. <laughs> it's just...
3: We're on to traffic.
1: And yeah. and you sit there in your room alone. I mean, you had Sarah with you, am sure, watching it. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> I've been at the old studio of my old apartment. I'd just be like looking around the room like, is that, is that it? Did, no one else is... I'm all done, I guess. (laughs) Phone lines are hung up, everything's done.
3: Yeah, and uh, when I talked to the producer earlier in the day, the producer was like, and, you know, um, no spoilers, because, you know, we don't actually get this for three months. Right. So, like, I had that, like, yeah, I'm just sitting in my apartment. When this Ah. is done, I'm going to have some whiskey and watch the the second episode (laughs) of Mandalorian, maybe play some video games, maybe play some Battlefront. (laughs) Uh, But I am going to talk to, I would imagine, millions, because this is the main, you know, morning morning show, Thousands or millions, lots and lots of British people, and don't spoil the Mandalorian don't. for us. <laughs> don't say these keywords. For, don't say these keywords for a country. Yeah,
1: for a country, for an entire
3: country. So awesome. Uh, the whole world took care of that uh, yeah. a little bit later. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was an adventure. Anyway, how about you? You you had some life adventures. You went and performed some comedy. What else mm, did you do? That's that's about <laughs> it. Uh, been a wonderful, busy time for all of us
1: here, uh, getting work, getting ready to. Uh, you know, i uh, getting you save your um, squirrel saving his nuts for the winter, you know, when freelancer here. So I'm um, working, uh, working hard, but I got to go to stand up comedy with Mark Ellis in Washington, D.C. Never been, had some travel delays, <laughs> was not. And and I'm <clears throat> still battling this cough, but now I'm choking on the cough drop <laughs> that I took before the show. Uh, never been to Washington, D.C. Uh, got stranded in the Phoenix airport for 10 hours, um, but we got there. And it was so fun to, you you know, not just to do comedy. I had a little incident in the first show uh, where the staff and a couple customers were arguing over the two-item minimum. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. Kind of ruined my set. But luckily we had a second show. I do feel sorry if you saw the first show. Second show was much better. Um, everyone <laughs> was happy. Um, but to, to hang out with the folks and, and to um, – uh, you know, the the brothers taymor and Abdul, who are our supporters of ours, yeah. listeners of ours, who um, were there. They made the trip to New York. And there was – a yeah, they got us – they got you yeah, a nice uh, a whiskey, got yes. me some drinks. Thank I you very much. Snuck past TSA somehow. Uh, now check them. You're okay. Um, but to talk Star Wars with the folks up close, that's, that's always the fun of doing that and more of that. And then in the middle of that – uh, I did get to sit down with uh, Fallen Order. We're going to talk about that in a bit. I didn't do it a lot, but I, I did make that effort. So it's been a busy week but
3: happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have probably been too busy to watch the most recent episode of Resistance, I have right? not watched the last two okay. episodes of Resistance. I need to catch up. Are is they, it on
1: the Is it on Disney Plus?
3: It's on It's not on Disney Plus yet. It is on Disney XD. Right. Uh yeah. I got so. them on my DVR. I just yeah. got to sit down and do it. Yeah, yeah I just it's just impossible. Just uh, impossible. A little bit of whiplash. Yeah. Uh the first of the episodes that you have missed. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun little romp. Uh yeah the this most recent one is a fun little romp that, uh, involves the Sith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in, in, in all seriousness, there are some, like, uh, there's some things stated explicitly that have been a little bit more on the fringes of canon. Okay. And uh, some really interesting stuff going on. Wow. And some great contrast between mm. uh, how scary Star Wars can be and uh, Kaz tripping a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yay, yay! Yeah. I do like Kaz. I like Kaz, too. In yeah. this episode, uh, man... I don't think I quite want to say it. There's some, uh, there's a, okay. uh, there's uh, uh, some choices with Kaz that okay. I found fascinating.
1: I will uh, yeah. definitely catch the, up yeah. on it.
3: Yeah, catch up on and it. It has. Oh, it's only been time. It's not been any lack oh, yeah, of interest yeah, in the show. Yeah. So yeah, no. And, and for me, it's like I'm enjoying it, but it is mm-hmm. like it's on my to do list. Same because I want com- to keep yeah. up with everything. Yeah, same with the comics.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like I'm always a two three weeks fan because it's just like I have to drive out to Northridge, forty minutes away, <laughs> some days in traffic, go to my shop. Oh, it's an investment. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, And since we do our little brief resistance Mm -hmm. check-in, we should probably remind people, we have said it a couple places, but remind people up here uh, near the top of the podcast that we are not going to talk about Mandalorian on the main show for now. Yeah. Uh, We've got our separate Mandalorian uh, reviews that are going to be coming out uh, on Mondays as soon as we can knock them out. Yeah. We're going to give ourselves the weekend to let it uh, process, and then uh, uh, we'll put those uh, Mandalorian reviews out on Monday. Tuesday continues to be the main show. Um, mm-hmm. We we heard from a lot of people uh, who are just places. It's not a choice. It's not like, could you not talk <laughs> about Mandalorian? Because I can't get around to watching it. It's yeah. people don't have Disney+. Plus. They've been given no choice. So we're trying to respect that over the weekend, the internet. Yeah really decided not didn't care uh, (laughs) yes too bad you you can't get disney plus well here's a thousand gifts of it yeah uh but we said we're gonna do that we're gonna stick to that to the best of our ability and we'll we'll see how things develop i think there might get to a point where even people Mm. you know who who haven't aren't going to get it until the end of march are like yeah no i've seen it on the internet and, and maybe we'll revisit it but yeah. for now we're going to try to keep it.
1: Yeah, you know, and look yeah, if it comes to some earth-shaking saga-shaking uh, material we need to talk about, we'll do our best to to section that off for you and let you know what's coming there. We're not going to try to work in references so that's our decision but yeah, Mandalorian report is out there and I like taking the the time uh, in a world of, of get your clicks now, uh, I like you and I taking the time to think about it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, we're, try- we're trying to get Jennifer to call in for one of those two soon. Because um, we know uh, we, we you all out there value her opinion on the show and we want to hear it as well. well I am so excited to hear Jennifer's opinion. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it. That's it for now. Uh, that's the uh, show. No. um, sure <laughs> <laughs> this is- one yet we're making up thanks to everyone who encourages our three-hour shows uh we're trying to get back to normal here but maybe that's the new normal let's go into news all right uh not a lot this week the news is mandalorian it's video games this is that so we do want to start with the first one which is the reviews for jedi fallen order are in and i'm saying it's uh, according to the reviews the best game ever but this is a refrain that's coming uh, just repeat on repeat Wow, this is the Star Wars game I wanted. Wow, yeah. the best Star Wars game yet. I know Alex and Molly Star Wars Explained—they're just in love with this game, and we just want to talk about it, and and, and maybe have a, a discussion about the importance of, of of a great Star Wars game. And and I want to defend, and you might too as well, defend a little bit of Battlefront <laughs> 2. Um, yeah. But th- this is the week of
3: Star Wars: Fallen Order too. Yes, and I, and I was really—I've had it in my calendar, and I was like, can I get everything else? Done in my life that I can really no. uh, carve time away, and uh, and I was kind of wondering about like, uh, am I going to play this? And I, honestly, I saw Alex's uh, review, yeah. and uh, mm. I I really trust his opinion on both video games and Star Wars. And then yeah. I started to see it coming in, getting people to agree on the quality of a video game is uh, a, a rare and magical feat. So I was like, all right, I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta check this out. So uh, I I did make time uh, for. First time in my life that I just downloaded a video game from the internet. Yeah, and like, oh yeah. Just hit buy. Don't have to go to Target or anything.
1: Oh, you didn't know the, Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: well, I've just never, do- I, never I done. I have it not. Yet. I hadn't made the leap into this sure. next yeah. generation yeah. until two years ago to get the PS4 to play Battlefront Two. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha, gotcha. I have borderline video game addiction problems. I have to be careful. You have to manage. Like it, yeah. I do have to be careful. Like in with this game, I'm gonna have to be careful. Yeah, um, you get to block off. Yeah. A month. So, and it was like <laughs> when I just like. I, I did one of those like this is the future and I just click a click. video game and then I waited for it to download and then I was like oh yeah, man the that... future come on because yeah, yeah. Uh, it did take a little while but anyway I started the game I, I got about I think about four or five hours in I got I did the first uh, wow, the, I did the tutorial the first section and then I'm on to the next place you can go I'm not going to uh, say anything too spoilery other right, than right. it reminds me a lot of uh, Legend of Zelda which I love mm-hmm. set in a Star Wars world uh it feels like it really cares about the characters and the mood it's set in such an interesting Mm -hmm. time and everybody knows that and um yeah you know every it's been all over the publicity that it's set just like five years after Yeah, yeah sith so all of that is fresh new and they make good solid use of that immediately yeah yeah and that's one of the things that made me feel like oh all right this is this is in the deep pocket of star Wars canon, and, and wanting to ask those questions of like, what does it mean for people who just survived this massive war and are just starting to get the, uh, the full ferocity of the empire?
1: Yeah. I, I haven't had as much time with it as you. I was flying out Thursday night and I did so good. I had all my work done and I packed and in about an hour and 20 minutes till Christian Rubikable was coming to my house and we were heading to LAX. I said, you know what? I'm going to buy the game. Um, and we had kind of been maybe waiting to get some copies or some, some press copies. And it was like, it didn't look like it was going to happen. So I was like, I'm going to buy the game. And it, it, it downloaded so fast. I thought, did I download the demo version? <laughs> uh, Cause normally it's really bad. Right. Yeah. But it it was working and working. So I, I played it a little bit before I left the, the, the opening, the, 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 the yard, the ship breaking yard. Yeah. I was like, oh, Raka, love- which is r- also yeah. in
3: resistance reborn. Yeah.
1: Correct. And I loved that. And then got to the first island when I came back last night, about an hour or so to kill, sat down to play, and I'm going to confess something here. I got so bored I turned it off. <laughs> and I know that's not going to be the final stop of my feelings. Yeah. I know I'm going to get into this. It was a bad – you flew from – I had a crazy three-day trip, um, tired, and I just was like – I'm just slashing these little wormy, globby characters <laughs> and this frog monster's killing me and I don't want any part of this. And I turned it off. Yeah. So I am excited to go visit it in full.
3: Yeah, but, but this is probably more about your general level of uh, awakeness and probably mm. video game relationship, right? Because yeah, I think for me there's a thing of, of I'm enjoying it very much, but it was getting my head back into enjoying a video game. I've been playing Battlefront 2 yes. and I know that and I've got it to be that this pattern of I'm going to play for about this amount of time, I'm going to pick a specific goal or a specific character, I'm going to do a thing right. and I can shut it off. And for yeah. me, getting back into the, you are slowly learning all of your powers. You yep. are being challenged by something that is just slightly tougher than you right now so you can really learn <laughs> the system. Frog. Yeah, frog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are being insulted by yeah. a frog. Yeah. Well, you're a Jedi. A Jedi who is forgotten. Yeah. A lot. Uh, yeah. But it, but it is. It's getting back into that. It, it, video games work on us on such different, so many different levels, right? There's just the aesthetic. There's how much you identify with the character. There's yep. the how it, fast do are you a, a, a player who wants to search every little space to make sure you find all of the hidden right. things? Or are you a person who's so like, later, yeah. I want to slash through everything as fast as possible to get to the story? And there's all those dynamics. Yeah, that come with playing a video game, and particularly a story based, puzzle based yeah. video game that isn't just turn around and kill a bunch of dudes. Yeah, but that that's very specific it's, march through this kind of storytelling.
1: You're right. Uh, I I didn't have. I was expecting it was about this time last year that Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Yeah, and I. You know, I play the sports games a lot, too, but I put that put down the baseball game and, and gotten to Red Dead and, and didn't emerge for months, you know, yeah. as a game player. And same thing. I got my baseball game right now going. I put that aside and was ready to dive. And it didn't strike me. I just was like, I almost wanted to go restart Red Dead. So I think. But it's what you're saying. I was like, I know what the investment is needed. And I don't have that right now. I, yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, i mean yeah we, if i'm being is, honest this, this, that's this is,
3: what it is this is turning into our star wars slash life therapy, therapy podcast yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. fine but i think you're you and i are in very similar places where it's like you're, you're prepping for one thing and you mm-hmm. almost feel guilty because that means you're not doing another thing right yep it's it's the game of juggling i know lots of people have a lot of different yeah, stressful yeah, yeah. lives but i think that can be a thing with video games that you got to give yourself time to get into that joy of exploration yes instead of thinking I want to know the story so I can discuss it with other Star Wars fans. But yeah. there's a frog in my way. <laughs> like That's not a good yeah. way to, in- to yeah, enjoy no, it, right? a little right? bit of... of you um, got to get into that place of, like, I enjoy being this character. I enjoy yeah. being in this world.
1: I feel a little bit like some of the UK people with Mandalorian. I've already seen some stuff. I've already seen some things. Uh, unfortunately, I do have some spoiler chat sections in my uh, Discord and then the Force Center one. I have to go and kind of monitor. So I've seen some things. That's not at a fault on anyone because it's a spoiler chat. Um, Yeah. But I've already, I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. I am probably nine hours away from that. And I'm still learning how to push things with the force. (laughs) And yeah, it's a reflection of me, not the game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just, I literally, it's the first time I didn't expect it. I was like, I'm done. And I only played for about 20 minutes and I turned it off.
3: Yeah. I think you are I think I know the moments that the hooks are going to get in. Good,
1: good. good. Yeah. I want some
3: hooks. Yeah. And I had the like, Oh man, I like, I back to other times in my life. I was like, I think I would be absolutely in love if Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't have anywhere. I have to be for two days and I can just go crazy. I mean,
1: I want to do that.
3: You know? (laughs) Uh, but there were some moments of character in Canon stuff yeah, that's, you know, uh, pointing where this story is going to go, the kind of stuff it's going to deal with yeah. that I got really hooked, okay. you know, and it took some really fun, um, screen captures of, you know, funny moments and intriguing right. moments that I think it's going to get you, it'll get me, the rhythm's going to get me, but it's important. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very
1: important to a lot of people to have a great star Wars game. Absolutely. And I've seen that tweet a lot finally 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 now jokes aside you and i do love battlefront 2 i love the story mode of battlefront 2 yeah i love the story in battlefront 2 i know it was short i get all the complaints i know i'm not a super super gamer so i get some of the other complaints that just maybe not won't affect me um I think we had a good Star Wars game. I think it's there. I think it's still still there to be played. Yeah. So uh, maybe that that is affected me too. Where I'm just like, no, you, you had a great one. It's still there. You, in fact, you want to get on now. I'm at level uh, 86 with my uh, <laughs> guy. Um, but I understand what the I understand the drive to want the game. We want our Red Dead Redemption 2. We want our God's War, yeah. our Uncharted. And this feels like it to a lot of people. That makes me really happy.
3: Yeah. I feel like the story of Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. playing through it, uh, the investment I made in Iden, in Dell yeah. in Shriv in particular, he's yeah. a fan favorite from a video game. Uh, you know, other things mentioned Operation Cinder, but to be yeah. caught up in them, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and to see uh, Leia on Naboo, you know. All sorts of, like, that. It, some of Luke's best philosophy, best lines hmm. are in that great Pileo scene. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know. Choice to be better is, is one of the best things in Star Wars. Choice be to be better in that yeah. uh, line of, like, what, how, if this is the Emperor's vault, how, how yeah. could you have to use the Force to open it? Mm-hmm. He's like, is he a Jedi? And, like, mm-hmm. no, it's something you should be more scared of than a Jedi. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Anyway, my rambling point is that I love the story of Battlefront 2. Yeah. I went back and played part of it, and now that I've played Battlefront Two online a bunch, and I've yeah. gotten a little bit more into the video game. I understand the perspective of if you play video games a lot. The play, the actual gameplay, is a lot of point and shoot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of relatively repetitive, pretty straightforward first person shooter stuff. Right. So I certainly understand people who are spending a lot of time gaming, reviewing games that Jedi Fallen Order is just better, more yeah. varied gameplay. Gotcha. And mechanically works better. Yeah. Uh, I think hooks you into the character really, really well. Right. Of, right. of making you feel for Cal Kestis mm. and making you feel like you are Cal Kestis. Right. Really, really well. So I, I can see how people are saying like, here is the kind of video game I like. Yeah. And, and I've never got that fully in the Star Wars package. Right, right. Being over the moon about this. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the full Jedi Fallen Order story but i would i would defend the battlefront 2 story yeah a ton the gameplay i get the criticism but the story amazing yeah yeah the story i, I think is it's just great they did
1: a great job with it so uh, yeah but it's it's great to have i love believe me it's it's great to see and hear and read these positive things around star wars in a time where it's been you know tough the last couple of years yeah um yeah i mean just that a is thing. a delight right yeah that's a delight if it had not worked And it was a uh, One out of nine stars Like uh, Then we'd have to hear More conversations about They can't get anything good With Star Wars going Yeah
3: And I mean You talk about Red Dead Redemption I haven't played The second one Because I Mm. am afraid That I will literally not feed myself I will get so obsessed with playing this video you. game. I won't show up for podcast recordings. Yeah. I love those kind of games. I should be afraid. <laughs> I should be afraid. And yeah. I, I remember you you were telling me a bunch of stuff about it. I'm like, oh damn God. it. Damn. it! But uh so good. this this I think the other part of it is this game is potentially important for mm. the industry. Mm. Right? Because everything has been moving towards all online, lots of DLC and like I remember right. articles you know, a couple of years ago saying, I think red dead might be it. And then there's no reason for games to make mm. a one person game without a bunch of updated content. Cause yeah. how can they keep making money off of it? Just cause the video game's good. Yeah. A lot of people are going to buy it. That's not <laughs> yeah. how video games work that's anymore. A, that's how business works. So EA taking the risk, taking the swing and, and people seeing Alex Damon and everybody yeah. else's reviews and going, well, damn! I'm gonna plunk down. You're gonna do it. My money. That's a vote of confidence for this kind of gaming too. Yep. That it might continue. I think it will.
1: I think it should. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to go around with, uh, you know, uh, Buttchugger sixty nine is a name <laughs> that was really killing me in Battlefront two time and time again. Yeah. I don't want to do it all the time. No. Nope. So, Del Taco four twenty. Uh, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Jedi Fallen Order is out, and yeah, a lot of people are asking, are we gonna do a? A full review of the story, we'd love to. Uh, let me get to it. Yeah. <laughs> let Joseph yeah. finish it, and we will take yeah. uh, a deep dive. I'm sure it's yeah. going to be It something. might take us a little while, but we'll yeah. we'll do it. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. Second story up, uh, this is a exclusive that first came from Collider. Uh, I know a couple of those people over on that side. Um, (laughs) Though Collider.com and Collider Video, not the same thing. Uh, uh, Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly are going to be getting writing credit, excuse me, story by credit. That's a different thing. Um, Story by credit for... uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So the screenplay will be credited to Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams with the ampersand. If you see that, that means they work together. If you see it and A-N-D, like J.J. Uh, Abrams Lauren, and ampersand Lawrence Ka- uh, Kasdan and spelled out Michael Arndt, that means Michael Arndt and them did not work together. Uh, so Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams get the screenwriting credit. And then story by Derek Connolly and Colin Trevorrow with the ampersand Spelled out, and Chris Terrio, and J.J. Abrams. I say all that to little little look into what it is. This is very interesting. I don't know if this means anything, Joseph. Yes. But it's interesting to me, because Abrams have been pretty clear in the past of we had to come in to start from scratch.
3: Yeah. I think there is... uh, This is an arbitration thing with the uh, Writers Guild of Mm -hmm. America, right? Uh, You can have debates uh, about... Exactly how much credit people should get. There's, you know, uh, lengthy articles in history that people can read about that. Uh, I know some things from friends of stuff that they've mm. gone through. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, even if you're not a guild member, you can register drafts of script with the guild. Uh, and then that really helps with arbitration because you can prove that here's where it was at when yeah. I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or before I sold it and they, you know, they bought the script, but they didn't hire me as a writer and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. So it is entirely possible that mm. there is nothing, yeah. not even an outline of a scene by them. Mm. And it was just easier to just, yeah. no, we're not, we're not going to make a big thing of this. You can have story by a co-credit. So there's, there's that one side of it on the extreme that this is just about arbitration.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: On the creative side, I think Abrams said one thing of like, we're pretty much starting from scratch. There's a couple things there that will, though that will work with yeah. or that will adapt. I think, I, I think there's also a, a mm. situations where in a story like this, where mm. any, any, any person who has seen a star Wars movie previously and has the actual hand power to type could type some of the scenes <laughs> that will have to happen. Right. Yeah. Ray and Kylo fight again. Yeah. If if uh, mm-hmm. if it is true that Palpatine is always going to be coming back, that's always been a mm-hmm. part of the outline, which is Kathleen, something Kathleen Kennedy yeah, has said. She said. Then somebody typed a scene synopsis that says, "Ray finally, Ray, Ray, Ray and yeah. Kylo finally deal with Palpatine. They, they're going to tea with the Emperor. Yeah. There's a pot. And, and sometimes you know maybe Lucasfilm had a like." You know, we really do, we haven't had a a speeder chase like X in a long time. We want a speeder chase. Like, you know, you listen to, like, um, director's commentary of the Avengers, and Joss Whedon was given lots of elbow room, except for Iron Man and Thor had to fight. Right. Because everybody decided before a word was written, Iron Man and Thor have to fight. Right. So it could be a beat in the script like that, too, that's just a, it's an outline that this is going to happen. Yep. There's no point in fighting about it, just...
1: Management teams probably get involved. Uh, who knows? With oh, the, yeah. The firing and any kind of decisions. So here's, yeah. here's this quote from Abrams. This is the, an interview with Fast Company where he said, this we've got two years from the decision to do it to release and you have literally nothing you don't have the story you don't have the cast you don't have the designers the sets there was a crew and there were things that will be worked on for the version that preceded ours but this was starting over and because this was such a mega job uh he goes and talks about how he hired uh chris terrio so he keeps saying nothing, starting over literally nothing, but he does say there were things that we worked on for the version that preceded ours. So something had to be there.
3: Design yeah. something like you just said. Yeah, I think... Lightsaber
1: uh, fights? Yeah, it's going to
3: probably be there. It's going to be there. I think the Thai echelon that is yeah. at, uh, uh, that's right. at Galaxy's Edge was, uh, was came from that script. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe this is uh, Thai echelon is yeah. what it means by story by. There, there are a lot... Of, there are a lot of possibilities, but I think, uh, what are you feeling? I don't, I don't feel like it means that there was necessarily a huge amount of creative substance.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think, uh, I'm, cu- I'm curious. Well, I think this just, it's more business stuff. It's more just arbitration that you and I are talking about. I don't think there's anything from the script of importance that made it that that's changing that, that, that JJ was like, Oh, you know, Colin was going to do this, you know, Yoda was the ghost of Yoda was going to fist fight uh, the ghost of Palpatine. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't think that anything like that. I think it's an interesting business thing. It's worth talking about. But but who knows? But who knows? I just can't imagine based on those comments and the way the way it seems like Trevorrow was sent out. Um, he's been, he's been nothing but nice publicly about, yeah. about the incident. Um, but you know, he was let go. He did not want to leave the project yeah. because he, you know, so curious.
3: Yeah. So there is that, want, that, that possibility of like, Hey, I'll leave my outline. Yeah. I, you know, I'll go. Yeah. I want, I, I wrote a whole outline. So yeah, I want uh, this credit. Yeah. Yeah, because there's real money involved, too. It's not just like... It's not bragging rights at the (laughs) script writer's bar. There's a lot of money. A lot of
1: money. A lot of money. Um, Sorry, I was distracted for a second. I just had Twitter up. I usually have the recording up. (laughs) I had the Twitter up, and someone just asked me, and Alex Service to explain, watching Empire Strikes Back, uh, is this an IG-11 droid? And I have a picture of IG-88 up. Wow! I don't know how to respond to that one. The circle is complete. I'm just not <laughs> the, the do people it. who
3: thought <laughs> IG11 was IG88. No, thank
1: you. That's all. Awesome. beautiful. Sorry. That's why I had a little pause in my hiccup. Uh, hiccup in my step there. Uh, final news story. All right. So this, while you and rec- you and I were recording last week, Joseph, this was literally <laughs> kind of breaking to the point where we were like, "Did the wait? Did that really happen?" Okay. <laughs> And then, uh, yep, you, you, you and I parted and I I brought up Disney plus put in, uh, put in a new hope and sure enough, (laughs) put it in, (laughs) put it in, put it up, rot it up, press the button. Put in my VHS tape, and sure enough, McClunky is all over it. It is <laughs> <So the> beautiful. <laughs> Cantina Showdown. George Lucas changes it again. We know now that he did this like 2012 before the sale. It was uh, something in preparation of uh, maybe a 3D viewing, 3D showing of yeah. the film. And he did this again. Let's dive into the McClunky of it all,
3: Joseph. Yep, so George Lucas changed the Han Greedo shootout. <laughs> that didn't used to be a shootout. It used to be <laughs> a shooting back yeah. in the day. Uh, he has changed it one more time. One more.
1: One uh, more time.
3: Which by itself, right? Yeah. Even if he had just changed it a little bit, yeah. it would have been newsworthy and funny because as many people pointed out, yeah. Disney launched the Streaming Wars. They They released the first live-action Star Wars television right. show. Big they stuff. were poised to just absolutely command the entire attention of all pop culture reporting (laughs) a time bomb from george (laughs) lucas in 2012 goes off so it's so people because everybody started saying uh, the early reports were for some reason disney plus changed a new hope and so like all these disney reps had to answer every outlet on the planet saying actually george lucas did did that that's how they were spending their day it's just hilarious and beautiful. <laughs> so then, that's not even getting into the actual content. I got. I just. I. have I love it. <laughs> I love
1: it because it's so. I don't. I can't explain it. And I get people that. And I've been. I'm talking. You know. Obviously, you and I both get a chance to talk Star Wars in a lot of different places. And I, I've had this discussion, but, man. Um, I'll be as honest as I possibly can. <laughs> this is why you should listen to Four Center. This You get the truth from me. This is just great. I can't stop laughing at it. I think it's hilarious. I want to use it in conversations. Oh, yeah. It is uh, our friend Billy Patterson. He goes, for him, he goes, this, and what is she proposing? Are my two favorite Star Wars lines. <laughs> I, I just, and I love, I'm obsessed with George's obsession with this scene.
3: Yeah. It is absolutely amazing that he just can't be done with yeah. it, right? Uh yeah, so I mean, we haven't had a Han shot first conversation in years because it is at this point. Flashing back to 97. An ancient conversation, right? And yeah. he, ch- he changes it so they shoot at the same time. And now this one, uh, yeah, there's layers to it, is why it's beautiful. I, there's Just so many layers. Absurd that it was changed. Uh, and then weird that he has Greedo say something that is not. Subtitled. subtitled. Seems like it's there to cover a transition You wanted to make, get rid of this shot of the Greedo dummy and all that. Yeah. Uh, so that would be funny if it was just like, well, oh, Greedo shouts Shout- something <laughs> and it's in Hatties, and it's not subtitled, so we yeah. don't know what. That would be funny. Yeah. But then he picked like <laughs> one of the funniest combinations of sounds huh? to have Greedo say more crunky. <laughs> uh <laughs> a, when, yeah, when I saw it, was uh, like, this can't be real. He can't actually say McClunky. People are exaggerating.
1: Right. Right. That's because when you, <laughs> I think you and I were talking about it. I hadn't seen it yet. And I saw a gif. People gift it right away. And I was oh, like, yeah. like, that can't be, he what, what say am I McClunky.
3: saying?
1: Now? No, he says it. And it's, <laughs> Look, I don't even like it uh, from, I don't know if it even works from an editing point of view of the pacing of the scene. I don't even know what George was trying to accomplish. I know there's things out there going around that George has said, well, you know, in the original version, I couldn't shoot too wide and you didn't actually see. He did shoot. Greedo did shoot first. And look, I love George Lucas, but we've talked about it before in the show. You have to be careful. He, uh, history is written by the victors. History is rewritten by George every time he talks. Yeah. Yeah. And even in that 2006 Making of book where he adds a quote a, to a quote from 77, they add a sentence about midichlorians as if he had said it in 77 and he didn't. Yeah. So I, but it just adds to the mystique and mystery of this man that I just love. Yeah. And I get the conversations about art and art being preserved and all those guys. I get him. I get it. And, and then maybe a lot of people are like, fine, do all the changes you want, but just keep the original version going. George has been obsessed with changing it from the first weekend of the film. Yeah. And this is the final most bizarre chapter. And I
3: think that's what's extra joyful about it. Like there are all these layers of absurdity. But like, you know, back in 97, Mm -hmm. when, you know, putting a little context in it, like uh, some people got to see it for the first time. But a ton of people are like, this is our childhood. And it's being celebrated. And we get to see it back on the big screen. And this is that moment in A New Hope to me is in the unaltered version, it's one of the best moments. One of my favorite Han mm-hmm. Solo moments is the wall flick. Yeah. To distract from the fact that he is on holstering his blaster right. under the table. It's a choice. He, he knows Greedo is preparing to shoot him, yeah. so he's going to take gonna care of him. Because he's, he's cool and calm and yeah. collected, and he, he's not amoral, but he does what needs to be done to keep Han Solo alive, right? Yeah. It's yeah. such a beautiful scene, and people debated, but people got mad, I mean, right? Han shot first was one of... It was a hashtag before there were hashtags. I think... It was in a hashtag yeah, in the air, in the t-shirt, water. T-shirt that George wore. Um, it was the first
1: time I remember... You know, you have debates on Star Wars growing up. That's yeah. part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan. But it was the first time I, I remember feeling like... Oh, we don't like like we really are upset. Yeah, like no, this, this didn't work out. Like the new the special edition was supposed to be life changing all over again for us for us older fans, and it didn't go the way that we thought. Yeah, we're talking about a scene here. You know, it's the first <laughs> time I've like the Star Wars not is not Teflon in in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, and I was I was upset. Sometimes. I still don't necessarily agree with George's take on it. That I was even reading this article today yeah. about it where he's like. They just didn't see Greedo shoot first. People just want him to kill in cold blood. They just that's 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 their problem. Yeah, that's not Han. And I would disagree with them. On, it's one of the bigger things I would disagree on. George. Should I ever get the chance to sit with George and disagree with him? I won't.
3: <laughs> um, but all that aside, McClunky. Yeah, McClunky. What's so great about it is that it was a source of actual anger. It like was. Uh, you know, I but when I saw Danger. one of my best friends after uh, seeing the special edition, he's like. Here are the three greatest sins of George Lucas: yeah. Han Greedo shooting at Han, Greedo shooting at Han, and Greedo shooting at Han. Like a <laughs> friend was pissed. Yeah. So to get to this point where there was no part of the internet that was pissed, this was just like, I can't believe Crazy Uncle did it again. Is, yeah. And he did it with a McClunky this time. <laughs> it, and at this point, McClunky. it's just, the fact that it's that oh, that whole debate of yeah. is art. Frozen in the moment. that it's make? Does it belong to the people? Does the creator have the right to change the art, or should it exist in the moment and reflect the intention of the creator at the time? Who does it really belong to? Like, there was none of that because we we're all just too busy being <laughs> deeply amused by McClunky. I, I'm telling you, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And
1: and look, maybe it's because I have I have the original VHSs. Come over to my house. Yeah, we'll watch them.
3: I got yeah the yeah. The, or the DVDs from 2006. I uh, just uh, love it. What, what what is your favorite thing? To think that Greedo is saying, Because that's the other gift of no subtitle. Because if he was like,
1: scum. Yeah, no, I have heard, I I can't can't say this with with full fact, that Sebulba said something similar. Okay. Maybe. I haven't researched that. I just saw that floating around the internet. Okay. So take that aside, because maybe that's the answer and whatever. But I don't know if you know Sebulba, what Sebulba says. Yeah, so maybe it's a a dirty word. Didn't watch Phantom Menace this week to remind myself. Um, I think he was basically saying, F you. Yeah, you think it's a, a swear word? It's like a chuta. Yeah. It's. I think it's chuta. absolutely. You know, cause uh, it cuts. It's cuts all cut. Yeah, I bet you have f you.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yep. I also like imagining him saying, "Okay, boomer," because that's so big <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. McClunky. McClunky. Absolutely fun.
1: That's our controversial hot take. We love it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what do you think about McClunky? Uh, and do you just want to tweet McClunky at McClunky? Let us know. That is a look at news. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, is still coming as we uh, build towards Red Skywalker, but we got a lot to talk about when there's a McClunky around. That is uh, Before we get to our uh, main topic, we want to remind you uh, of a, uh, we want to give you a chance
3: actually to check an audio book out on us through uh, Audible. And Joseph, this week, what do we have? We are recommending the same thing we recommended last week because I think it is very important to uh, Star Wars canon. And that is Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse. Uh, we did a, a really fun review. I, we had a really great uh, discussion. It's separate from the main show, so you can go check that out. And the, the book has really got a lot going on if you're a junkie for Star Wars canon or... If you just like the sequel trilogy, don't read all the books and want to spend some good quality time with Leia and Poe. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Check check it out. Uh, check it out on us. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. And now it's time for Shmee and the Wisdom of Star Wars.
3: That is right. So we've been talking about different, uh, looking back at different parts of Star Wars to kind of get ready for the rise of Skywalker and, and think about, What's at stake? Because it's amazing to think of it uh, wrapping up Mm. the sequel trilogy. It's crazy. And the whole Skywalker saga. And by definition, starting to maybe sift through. What ideas of Star Wars are actually the Skywalker saga now versus all of Star Wars? Wars, Uh, So we're going to try to cover as much as we can. We've got a running list in the few episodes we have left before Rise of Skywalker. One of the things I wanted to talk about is major themes in Star Wars, and we still might do that. But as Mm -hmm. I was making kind of a brainstorm list of themes, thinking about how many of them are really referenced by Shmi in a way Mm -hmm. in uh, the Phantom Menace, so. I want to see how much we can perceive is Lucas's vision of Star Wars Mm. in the late 90s. Maybe the same as what he had in the original trilogy. Maybe he refined it for the prequel trilogy. But how much of the meaning of Star Wars can you get just by listening to Shmi? Mm. So I want to start the conversation, Ken, by just asking you, what did you think of Shmi back in 99? And what do you think of her now? Is it different? Uh,
1: It's more powerful now. I always was on board for Shmi. I love the moment in the trailer. We talked about it in our Star, Star Wars prank on the trailers, but I just love at any time we talk about the trailer, quite frankly, I love the, uh, am I going to see you again? What does your heart tell you moment? It was heartbreaking. It was yeah. heartbreaking. And you knew that's what was going into it. Yeah, you see the movie, a lot of other things happen that kind of drowned a lot of that out. And I, I'm glad that there over the last few years, it seems like there's more spotlight turned back on these moments with Shmi, not just from people like you and I, who love to dive into the themes and the moments, but uh, just a general conversation. We, we When Jennifer's uh, around, we hear a lot. She's like, the mothers of Star Wars are kind of forgotten at times and very yeah. important. And to have it go back to her, and I really think, and we'll dive into the lesson, but overall, I think she, things she says or has, you know, has said in the past before we got to see uh, the story pick up, Things she said to Anakin affects him and, and stays with him all through his life and up to his final moments and leads to his change. I think it starts with her in that regard. Yeah. And I love looking at it now, through our eyes now, what you and I enjoy doing here in Force Center and Jennifer. Um, but I, I, loved, I loved that character then.
3: Yeah. I did too back uh, right away in 99. I feel like, um, obviously there's all the stories of George, not necessarily talking to actors and directing actors. Yeah. And, you know, some actors criticized for being wooden, uh, back in the day and people, you know, your mileage may vary all that. Um, she was a presence in Phantom Menace for me that has always been like, hmm. you seem grounded in real and have like, yeah, uh, are able to take anything that, that George gives you dialogue wise. And I just always felt like, yeah, she is kind and loving and afraid and sad, but in curious and hopeful. And like this myriad of emotions without Mm. much screen time, all of which makes sense for like somebody who's had a rough life, Mm -hmm. has a child that they deeply love recognizes knows they're different, but doesn't know Why, what yeah, that means yeah. or maybe what to do about it. And then this opportunity, this change comes and she sees yeah, the possibility and the joy in that. Like she communicates a lot. Uh, and I think yeah. that is some good writing from George. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, Carrie Fisher, you know, has said to have done some ghost writing. Right. Uh, so who knows, uh, if some of that flavor uh, right. might have come from there, but also just uh, the actor, yeah, pretty August, right? August, yeah, yeah, uh, I think is just the power of a good actor is on display. Yeah, she had a lot
1: of um, uh, credits in international films, and you know, was probably more of a known quantity for a lot of other people. Um, new to new to me back in the day. Yeah, you know, um, brings in. You're exactly. You're so right in that. And all of the prequels with that sheen, that prequel sheen, that CGI sheen, and just kind of everything, not everything looks as lived in. Literally, you can see them not walking on the floor. Yeah. Next <laughs> to the blue screens. She is so real, which is why the joke, um, you know, of the heat between her and Qui-Gon, it's real. Yeah. But, you know, whether or not they—they that was really in the the story or the subtext of the scene, but it just, because she stands out from a lot of the other things in the prequels yeah exactly exactly reality there
3: yeah and i think uh same as you i always appreciated her but you know especially i was younger when i first saw phantom menace so there is a there was i saw myself in obi-wan kenobi and i love the lightsaber fights and it's been uh nice to get older and go like oh you know the the characters that are holding the motion in the the depth they have a lot to say too, and I've become more and more interested and curious about Shmi mm-hmm. and, and appreciating her scenes. Yeah. Uh so with that, with a little bit of a Shmi overview, let's dive into the individual quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh so the first kind of theme I wanted to highlight is the idea of just kindness, mm. empathy, helping those in need. Uh, also tied up with this very important idea to George Lucas of being selfless. Yeah. And in particular, we've got um, Anakin's line that I've focused on uh, a lot in in mm-hmm. recent months. It just keeps coming to my head of, uh, Mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. So that is not Shmi's line, but it is Anakin quoting a thing that Shmi yeah. has raised him right. and said things would be better if people actually helped one another. Mm. Uh, later in that scene, Shmi herself says, I may not like it, meaning Anakin's pod racing, but he can help you. He was meant to help you. Mm. Uh, A little later, when Anakin is working on the pod and Qui-Gon and Shmi are talking, uh, Shmi says of of Anakin, he knows nothing of greed. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to group all of those Mm -hmm. uh, lines together, because I think they all get to these ideas of how important is it to help other people and to do so, in a selfless way. So, uh, just big picture, do those resonate with you? Do you uh, do you get that same idea from him, or do you get something else?
1: No, I get the same idea. This is what I think ties back to him at the end of his life. He he, you know, like knows nothing of greed. I don't think it's not that Vader. You know, greedy for money or, or Republican and then imperial credits, but greedy, put himself first. You can talk a little bit about being selfless a little bit later on, but yet his obsession with keeping everyone alive is kind of it's greedy in its own way because sometimes you just have to let people go, right? You know, and and so it's interesting where he where he started from was this pure pay, place, and what got twisted was not, all these things probably are still there. It's just he's afraid of he's afraid. losing. Yeah, these things. So it's it, it it's at his core. I love the scene from the novel where he helps the Tuscan Raider who's hurt.
4: Yes, um,
1: very powerful scene that didn't uh, make the movie. I get why. Again, pacing probably would have been the biggest problem with it. Um, don't want to meet him right away. Want to leave him. To yeah, be a mean,
3: revelation from Qui Gon's
1: perspective. The novel starts with him pod racing, and, and I, it's a great start. Again, I understand why it doesn't work in the movie. And what you just said is true. You know, Qui Gon's got to find him, um, but yeah, it all tracks back to that. So uh, I don't. None of this goes away. That's why I think it's still rolling around his head.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I'm fascinated with it on a, a couple of levels. The idea of being uh, of helping others is I think something that it would be, we don't always do it. Cause I think we're caught up in our, our own needs yeah. and all, all of that. Uh, and, and it can get complicated, but I don't think it's, that's a thing that many people would ever disagree with, yeah. you know? And, and when things are rough in the world, you'll see tweets and social media. That's like, here's just an example of somebody yeah. helping someone. And it, it, it does like lift people up to remind us that it like, does we can just see somebody in need and just help them. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, that gets to the roots of, you know, when star Wars first came out and it was just, it was a story of good and evil and there is right and wrong. Yeah. Um, the being selfless part of it and knowing nothing of greed mm-hmm. gets, uh, more powerful to me because, uh, you know, I recently rewatched, there was, a, um, a lot of talk about the balance of the force because of the, uh, yeah, the right, fun, oh, swear word filled tirade. <laughs> uh, and there was a video going around of Lucas talking about balance of the force which Red. is a lot of the way that uh, I like to think of it and in in this particular video as we talked about earlier Lucas can change his mind. Yes. He's talking a lot about like well this is why the balance of the force isn't too jedi and too sith it's mm. because the sith are greedy. Yeah. They hung they want more. They want they, more. You, they can't divide the galaxy down the middle and go you do your dark side stuff yeah, over yeah. here we'll do the light side. They'll always want more. And as you were saying Mm. For Anakin it 's the fear of living without Padme it 's the wanting right. to possess Padme and, yeah. you know once he 's fully turned can 't mm. lose power, yeah. you know need to take in control of the entire galaxy you know from palpatine 's yeah. perspective, once I have this galaxy contained this, then i 'm going over to those unknown regions yeah. where I sense something else and i 'm going to take yes. more and more and more so for Lucas, that idea of greed mm. being the main form of sort of fear is what gets you that path. But the uh, result is greed. Greed. Uh, yeah. we, we can't, you know, Lucas is a very independent sort of person, right? Yeah, yeah. So that idea that, well, you can't just go, we can't just be like, I'll go my way. You go your way. If right. one person's like, my way is to take your way take your way, and way, yeah. make you do it my way and take what, you know, like, uh, mm. so that, that idea is really, really powerful to me. And I think it, it does set up his journey of this is who yeah. he is. Yeah is pure and then these other things are going to happen uh how do you feel about that as a theme like we can we can analyze it as star wars fans right and and look at how it plays out in the story i don't think many people would ever question is helping another person who legitimately needs <laughs> help it's not a con it's not a manipulation i don't think many people yeah would say that is bad you should never help anybody. yeah it's definitely i'd give it a try sometime folks. give it a try Yeah, 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 yeah. people might make the argument yeah, yeah. of like yeah, you gotta run be out for yourself but the idea of being selfless, because mm-hmm. this gets into the whole Jedi, I, you know, Jedi aren't supposed to care about themselves. They only care about right. others. Right. Does that speak to you as as a person? Do you think it is a... Yeah. In terms of George Lucas trying to teach 12-year-olds things, yeah. do you think there's a limit to being selfless? <laughs> um is there, is there a limit to it when when you find
1: the people who are taking it wrong? You know, taking that, taking your axe and using it uh, for their own gain or against you. But I think it is. You go back to that core. You're 12 on the cusp of, the, of the, joining the adult world, um, putting others' needs in front of you, uh, considering other people's needs, um, using any power uh, position you may have for good. That's what the Jedi are there for, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a big important theme. It's it's important when I find when things are when I you know, make a mistake or do something wrong. It's usually because uh, I've put myself before others, whether intentional or not, or you just look back and go, Oh man. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of it in those terms. Yeah. Know? I didn't even realize yeah. I was doing that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely speaks to me and, it, and it's, and it's centered to what, uh, Star Wars is about with, uh, Luke being selfless, throwing his, his blade down to die for his father. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, in a, in a way, um, and die for his cause. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, seems like George had that really wrapped in his, uh, in his storytelling, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah, and comes out explicitly in dialogue between uh, Anakin and, and Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith yeah. about the difference between the, the Jedi and the Sith. And like, Yeah, I, I think the the one time, I'd love analyzing this stuff, and I often uh, apply ideas from Star Wars to my life, mm-hmm. but this is one that sometimes I, I think about from the perspective of, You do need, I think you need to care about yourself as well. Right. You can't, it's dangerous to to say, I just don't matter. I am just uh, like, because people need to take care of themselves and be aware of their Mm -hmm. own needs to also be, uh, I think a good part of society. Yeah. Finding your value and your,
1: and your, and your place and all and, and, and believing in that place is important. Yeah. 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 Cool. But never Um, put that in front of it.
3: Yeah. Cool. Um, Mm -hmm. so let's move on to some examples. So if this, if we take the idea that this is a guideline of the themes of Star Wars, mm. where else do we see being selfless or taking a risk and just really putting an emphasis on helping others first? Yeah, you mentioned a couple of you know big examples with Luke and Anakin themselves, right? I I, mean, I go to all all of. All of Han's greatest moments yeah, are
1: all about him finally. God, yeah, was I doing that? Yeah, put myself first again. And, and how it's in his core, too. Uh, the Force Awakens one is going back. They were scot-free. They did what they were supposed to do, right? Yeah. They're out of there. No, we can't leave our friends. They're in trouble. Um, the, yeah, the galaxy is depending on us. Yeah, that's Han to a
3: core, and that's that's why he's a hero in Star Wars. You know? Yeah, and the choice to walk out there to talk to Ben yep. is he's... Trying to help his son. Trying to help his son. He could have he, he he walked away. Yeah. And just connecting what George was thinking about Star Wars to he'd had years to process the own story, the storytelling that he did himself and with others for the original trilogy. Yeah. Looking at one of the biggest moments of A New Hope is Han returning, right? Yeah. To help Luke. Help us, uh, You yeah. know, Luke has got the, the power. Nobody else could have made that shot, but he couldn't have made that shot mm-hmm. unless... Han Solo had been yeah. taking, <laughs> without knowing it, the advice of Shmi Skywalker yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and helping uh, one another. Um, I know what I'm doing, Chewie. Yeah, yeah. I I think about that with uh, with Ray with BB-8. Yeah. Of there's definitely a connection of like you're kind of a lost soul, but at first that like, ugh, I don't want to help you. All right, you can stay with me for one night.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, I could have. All of this food, She I, I'm, I'm not even going to describe 60 portions as greed. She's, you know, working hard to survive. She needs it, yeah, right? that's She needs it, but or is it really I need two to make it through the next day? Yeah, and it's 58 more than I need. Yeah. You can have a greed debate, but regardless, right, it is just making a difference because she is choosing to help a droid, a droid, a little right? Droid. Yeah, a little droid with a little um, broken antenna. This is outside of the Skywalker saga, but I also mm. think of everybody deciding to help Jen, yeah. You know, and for yep, Cassian, he's got his own reason that he one feels one. he needs to do that. Um, but but one. a lot of people like, you know, it's really the like I, the jumping on a moment that you see and like have yeah. to act. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, thoughts or examples on that one before we move on to Schmee's next quote?
1: Uh, no, I was trying to give some. I was diving into the prequel trilogy in my mind, and a lot of them are just Anakin.
3: <laughs> some early right. on, as a kid. Yeah, uh, a, uh, good examples, making so. good choices. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll say across the board, Obi One. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan, I think, is the template for, like, he makes, he certainly yeah. makes some big mistakes, but he just does what mm-hmm. he is supposed to do. He is a selfless Jedi. We, yeah. we even get that with things like the, I don't really want to th- throw myself out the window, but I think that's yeah, the way it. to figure out uh, who's trying to assassinate her, yeah. which I had kind of said wasn't my job, but all right, it is. All right, it is. Yeah, uh, totally. and, and like, I don't want to be, this is why I hate flying. I want to just be having some Jawa juice and, yeah. you know, talking philosophy with my buddy, but I'm out here doing what I'm supposed to do because it is my job yep. to help
1: people. And, and ending up on a uh, desert planet
3: watching a, a young boy. yeah, Yep. That is what yep. he needs to do. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, Shmi says when uh, Anakin is been freed by Qui-Gon mm-hmm. uh, and is trying to decide briefly whether he's going to, go be a Jedi. And Qui-Gon gives him the speech about how hard a path it is and all that. But Shmi says, Anakin, this path has been placed before you. The choice is yours alone. Hmm. Now, I have some uh, hmm. thought about kind of what that evokes, but I, but I want to ask you what, what makes sense to you it, thematically.
1: I love with the idea that in, in a world of destiny, it really still comes down to your choice. And then, yeah. now we go to Battlefront 2 and Pilio and Luke in his philosophy of the choice to be better, which comes back in resistance reborn. Um, that is very key to, to a lot of story, star Wars storytelling. Um, but it's easy to think and easy to get into these weird discussions. Well, does the force choose? Does the force want you to win that fight? Does the force lead you? Um, but I go to Ray in force awakens fighting Kylo. Um, she was holding her own, right? Kylo's hurt, whatever. But then she, oh, I have to choose to let the force inside me. Yeah. The force isn't just waiting around. All right, I'll grab that lightsaber for you. You have to choose. And I, I think that's powerful because destiny Destiny's, uh, can be used as a crutch or destiny can be used as, uh, you know, just this uh, in storytelling. Like, it's not interesting to me. It's like if the character's like, yeah, this is faded. I'm fated to do this. And that's what happens. Like, no, along the way, you still need to choose because it still needs to come from you.
3: Yeah. I think that's I think it's great. Yeah, incredibly well said. And I think that you, I think it's a super important theme of Star Wars, super important yeah. to George Lucas, but I think can get obscured because there's a lot um, mm-hmm. from our various Jedi uh, wise people and a lot in the prequels yeah. in particular of saying, well, we will meditate and find the will of the force. Right. You know, or, you know, we'll. there's just so much that does sometimes sound just like, ah, th- this is all predetermined the force will tell me what to do and I will listen to it. Yeah. But there are these crucial quotes like this one that I've been thinking more and more about what the Jedi are saying is the force will guide me to this fork in the road. Yes. Because my destiny is to get to that choice. Mm. And when like Vader is saying like, you know, it is your destiny. There's a little bit of manipulation because he's saying
4: Mm -hmm. it
3: is your destiny to join me. Yeah. But even Yoda is saying like, well, you're not going to be a Jedi until you face your father again, because Mm -hmm. that that's your destiny is to get to that place to make that choice. Yeah. And and Vader,
1: Vader, we know has got it wrong and his destiny is to get to his choice. And he made that choice, you know? Yeah, that was his destiny. His destiny was not to rule and fear and rule for evil. His destiny was to save the galaxy uh, if he chose. So chose it. And he he did. Yeah. He did, and therefore is redeemed. Yeah, he would not have been <laughs> redeemed any other way. <laughs> you know, I think it's powerful. I think, uh, you know, in all these shows with dragons and swords, and uh, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. What you you are, you're supposed to do. But that pursuit of what you're supposed to do, the end goal, everything it can uh, pervert you and destroy you, and it can consume you, and that's your choice. Yeah, and you still have choices along the way.
3: Yeah, and I I think uh, what is powerful to me about this, uh, from the twelve-year-old making it a lesson kind of point of view, yeah, it's cool to look at it and go like, oh wow, uh, Luke has been uh, destiny has brought him to this choice of he could kill his own father and try to fight Palpatine, or he could just put his blade down and say no, and that's his his choice, his path. Um, and it's easy to just go like, yes, he's, he's a super powerful Jedi, yeah. but like, Hey, you're walking down the street and you see someone drop something Yeah, and you're, you're kind of busy and you could just keep going <laughs> you or you up. could go like, Hey, you dropped your key. Like yeah. we're all, we're all constantly in these moments of not monumental fate choice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just little moments of, of choice. And often making a kinder choice would be easier not to do. <laughs> it, it's
1: that, but I think it always is. And that's what George g- goes into. Is, is the dark side stronger? No, quicker. Uh, yeah, you easier, know, more seductive. You could get, get on. Where you're going faster. Yeah, you could get on with your way and get on with your life a lot easier. But if you stop and help that little old lady that needs help or, you know, that's those are the choices every day.
3: Yeah, yeah. So what what mm-hmm. examples of this jump out in your mind in, in original trilogy, prequel, sequel trilogy, do you, do you feel like they continue to resonate out? Uh, they do um, original trilogy. We've talked a
1: lot of the the big ones, obviously. Uh, I think uh, Luke, you know, one of the biggest ones. Luke going, Luke leaving his training and going back to Bespin for his friends. Yeah, uh, a little bit for his, his his destiny. But but again, see, you're, you're destined to face Vader. You're you're not a Jedi to your face. Your father that wasn't in the plans then, you know. Yeah, and so he chose to go do that, and then it didn't go well. But but he chose to do that for his friends. Yeah, and that that's a big,
3: big, big, big selfless choice. Yeah, going back to selfless stuff uh, for me. Yeah, you t- know, speaking <clears throat> of going back to being selfless, all all the choices that L- Luke and Han and Leia make for one another sort of have this um, positive feedback loop, right? Mm-hmm. Of Han makes that great choice in A New Hope. Luke yeah. makes what is presented to us in Empire Strikes Back is a dubious choice. Yeah. To go rescue his friends, Han in Return of the Jedi. I can't believe that Luke and Leia dropped everything just mm. to rescue him. You know, and it, yeah. it builds up the the power of their story yeah. um, for being in those crucial moments. The path has been placed before you; the choice is yours alone. I think part of the the, the power of that phrasing is you can blame all these situations, mm. but you're the one standing there, yeah, and you choose. Um, the mm. big moment between Kylo reaching out to Ray. Yeah. And Ray, you know, being able to say no to that is, is a big one that jumps out to me.
1: Destiny crossroads right there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Anakin, you know, cutting Mace's arm off that to me, when you track all of his choices, like he had some other places where he could step back, but that's the real, like, yeah, I can't face even the possibility of losing Mm -hmm. Padme. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that choice was yours and yours alone, right there, Anakin.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: it's it ends a dark. You know, and
1: Padme makes a lot of choices too. Choices to uh, to go help for the sake of others. She's very self, you know. But uh, you know, going to uh, you know when she tells uh, uh, you know goes to Geonosis to help Obi Wan. You know, yeah, and you know, I'm gonna make that choice. You can come with me or not uh, destiny She could have stayed out on Tatooine. She could have hit there where she was supposed to. Yeah. Uh, so I like, I like some of her choices too.
3: Yeah. Padme, like in her, uh, line in revenge of the Sith of you're going down a path that I cannot follow. That's a real That's like a choice. Yep. <laughs> I'm listening to your mom's <laughs> advice. She
1: could have been, uh, she could have been uh queen of Eval. Yeah. Alongside, uh, panic, uh, panic,
3: <laughs> doing some sudden shipping here on yeah. Force center, uh, moving on to one of the next me quotes. Um, it is time for you to let go. You can't stop the change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. So there's in the same conversation that we're just talking about where Anakin very much wants to go be a Jedi. It's been his dream his whole mm. life. Uh but then he's like I don't want to leave you. I don't want things to change. Mm. This yeah. is one that's been uh popping out uh, a couple of listeners have really highlighted it as a favorite line from Phantom Menace. And to me it's about this kind of deep idea that I think Lucas has about the way nature works and therefore the f- force, and sometimes just life, that some change is natural mm. and you shouldn't really fight it. And it's only sort of unnatural change, forced change, mm. that uh, is something to be growth. concerned about, or yeah. just sort of being aware of growth. What is, What is a yeah. natural change and that you can't control everything yeah. c- that control? is an illusion. You can't control everything. It all t- ties a lot to the selflessness thing, too. And, and,
1: and change is, a good change is growth, and growth is sometimes painful. Um, and when you fight back against it, you, you, you're you really just stunting yourself Yeah, mostly. So a lot of times, let that let the change happen, kids. Yeah. <laughs> let the change
3: happen. Well, in, thinking of it in Star Wars terms, mm-hmm. what do you think are like – examples of natural change versus unnatural change?
1: I think um, I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to tie it to the Jedi. I wonder if they fought it to fought change. They yeah. should have changed, adapted, learned, not really tossed out what they believed in, but just they became so stuck in their ways. That, yeah, it cost, that it cost them
3: that rigidity.
1: Yeah, the rigidity of that. Uh, again, it's an organization. One of the things Lucas was talking about. Um, you know, so so it's 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 not changed. They were they were holding on to it. I yeah. don't know what they could have done. I don't know what the Jedi's the modern Jedi would have been. Yeah, maybe they could date. I don't know. But
3: <laughs> but do you think if they had said, "All right, well, you know, Qui Gon uh, died." Yeah. He had these strong beliefs and yeah, grumble about it and we fear it, but we'll let you uh, train Anakin. Right. But you feel like if they accepted change of like, okay, we're really in a different time because there is something different about this boy. Yeah. Right. And how do we let that change happen? How do we embrace what that means? Yeah. I mean, we might someday get storytelling of that, of that, Yoda and Mace go to some you know force sensitive planet and meditate on the prophecy of the chosen yeah. one. And come to blah blah, blah. but mm. do you feel like that that's something where, like this change is going to happen? This this uh, this person is going to be placed in moments of deep deep fate and destiny where mm. he can choose to stop Palpatine or cut Mace's wind- his right, right. <laughs> arm off and have him end up out a window. Yeah, and they could have said this is what is most important now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they could have. It it might have changed his path. Might have changed. He might have not have been as angry. Anakin might not have been susceptible to Palpatine's lies if he felt more accepted by the Jedi. And and instead, they well, he's too old. Yeah, well, he's this. Well, he's this. They didn't adapt and change the situation in front of him. Yeah, could have cost, and it did cost him.
3: Yeah, big time. When I look at this quote, I think a lot about the Yoda scene in Revenge of the Sith, Mm -hmm. uh, where Anakin goes to him for counseling about the dreams, right and I remember when I first saw Revenge of the Sith, it felt kind of callous mm. that Yoda's like, well, uh, if if someone you care about is going to die, warn them to not, miss them do not. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn Yoda. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's still a discussion to be had about the tone, but I feel like it's so ties to this idea of that's, I think what Lucas is trying to get across with the Jedi of like, look, if, if somebody in perfect health is about to be murdered, we'll step in and stop that. Yeah. But like if somebody is going to die naturally that's there's that's the way of yeah. life that's the way of the force and trying to control that gets into greed and wanting to it's, it's angry powerful attachments. yeah yeah um so i think it, i really think of that scene a lot in the, kind of this broader picture and i think that's also what um luke's presentation of the force to ray is getting into hmm when he has a reach out on the island and she sees sort of this natural system of a uh, porg is born, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. predators eat some baby porgs. Yeah. This is the natural uh, way of things. And you know, mm-hmm. you can't stop that any more than you can stop the sun setting. That's, that's what the force and balance looks and feels like. It's this natural yeah. cycle of life and death. Yeah, and she's trying to change Kylo, and that's not her journey, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a you know? very interesting one. She
1: has those very good thoughts. Why wouldn't you want to change someone if you feel they're, they're redeemed, can
3: be redeemed? But uh, that was part of her lesson, too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you think it's too far? Let me throw this one out at mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Is an example of this. Han and Lando joining up. Right. That's them accepting change. 100%. Right. Hundred percent. That's them listening to the wisdom of Shmi Skywalker.
1: Absolutely, and and Han will struggle with that because that's more about his his journey, his identity. But he has to. He really he enters a new phase in his life. It's also a phase of love, too, right? Because I, you know, I don't think Han did not strike me. Well, I'll take it back now. Now we know in the full story. He, he, he loved Kira and would have probably been very loyal to Kara. but it then seems after that maybe go will look callous or
3: Heartbroken might have been a, 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 a man about the galaxy yeah locked um, it down and didn't want to yeah. you know he's in it for himself yeah he's in he, it for he, himself literally um, not listening to Shmi as well not listening to Shmi as well and his heart was protected so changing and know, knowing
1: some of the things I've done and some of the ways I've lived isn't good and I need to grow past it and yeah. here's a reason to invest a person to invest in and a cause yeah, Finn has a little bit of the, that lesson too, and eight. But um, yeah, it's, I think it's big with Han and Lando too. We don't spend as much time with Lando, yeah, at it, least in the original trilogy. But uh, the, the from a certain point of view, story of him watching the holonet footage and be like, wait, that's Han. That's Han. What makes him
3: at the Death Star? Yeah, yeah fool. I'd never do that. I'd never. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Wh- what's going on there?
3: Yeah, I think that goes to Poe's journey a lot too. That. Yep. He thinks he is all in on the cause, and he thinks he is doing yeah, the right doing thing. He's doing all the right things, yeah. But, but he is not open to new ideas about right. what the mission is and what's best for the mission. Exactly. You know, he's he's trying to control. Uh, any other examples uh, jump to mind for you? Uh,
1: Well, I don't know. Leia, to me, um, off film, but in part of the Star- Skywalker saga, makes some changes of, you know, we need to go to war again. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's some choice, too, but also peace is nice this uh, that way but we have to change and adapt to what's in front of us and we're not no, one, want, no one
3: wanted to follow her that's a great example because that you is the, I think the larger story of the galaxy of everybody being like
4: eh, yeah. a bunch of people want
3: to dress up like the uh, Empire and kind of take yeah. over some worlds but I'm sure it's fine we're fine we got peace we don't want to change ah. yeah do you yeah Didn't work out. Do you have peace? Didn't work out for Hosnian Prime. No. Sad. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with a little bit more of Shmi's wisdom.
0: Ready to pop the question?
3: And we are back to discuss more of Shmi's wisdom. So, I uh, got two more quotes I wanted to look at, Ken. Uh, the first one is the one that you brought up that is in the Phantom Menace trailer uh, mm. when Anakin asks his mother if he will ever see her again. And she says, What does your heart tell you? Um, yeah. How did you take that back in the day? Well, for me, it's heartbreaking. It's just a heartbreaking.
1: Uh, I'm Take it on a surface level of just like will I ever see you again? Yeah. What does your heart tell you? Sure. And the answer is <laughs> no. Okay. So it's sad, but uh, well, and he he, he ta- does, but technically a, does.
3: It is a sad reunion. Mm-hmm. He but the the yeah. are um,
1: best. So I took it on that level where it's just kind of a sad, little heartbreaking line. Great delivery. Um, but uh, the bigger question, and, and and heart, and what our instincts and ever tell you, uh, I think it's uh, it's interesting in the face of destiny, though. You know, yeah, you know, and what do you know? Can you, cause sometimes you might be like, Oh, my instincts telling me this, my heart is telling me this.
3: Yeah. And then you're like, is that right? <laughs> yeah. I think I always just processed it as in, and, and you certainly can mm. as, um, not necessarily wisdom, but just, well, you know, what do you feel? You know, yeah. do, do you, is that what you want? Then, then that's what will be, or maybe it's just a nice soothing thing to say to, uh, a child yeah, making yeah, a, it a scary choice, but looking back at how much I feel like Lucas very specifically gave thematic statements to me. Yeah, it does make me feel like it is tying into this larger Star Wars idea of what you are saying: following your intuition, yeah. your instinct, your gut, and that starts to me to tie to like really core uh, original trilogy stuff, like uh, you shut off your targeting computer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let go. Let
1: go. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that uh, running through, I think, Lucas's words. You talk often about the machine versus man kind of thing, um, which, relate. you know, maybe that targeting computer made me think of. But, like, the idea that, um, uh, you know, that that, uh, letting yourself go and not holding back and giving yourself to the force and the greater good, like just kind of go with those instincts and not the blocks in front of you. Cause that also leads to the change. It leads to being selfless. All these things we've talked about right? kind of starts with just your heart's telling you something, give into it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So what other, I mean, what other examples of that do you see? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that idea that is kind of explicit in certain moments, certainly in mm-hmm. that moment in, in a new hope of listen to your gut, listen to your instincts, listen to your own beliefs, where do you feel that pops up again in in prequels and sequels?
1: I, I I go I'm going to go to the big one of, of Luke Skywalker. I think his heart told him what was right. The Force was telling him. Yoda tells him at the end of the day that's a Luke's choice to be better, but he had to go with his instincts and he kept to his instincts. Right. So he's going to force you know force ghosts himself over to to Kray, um and do it his way. And those are big conversations. But I think for for me, that he's probably sat around in those in those little moments and was like, "Yeah, this is, this is right. Right, I need to do this. Right, my heart's telling me I need to get back in. Everyone else has told me. The force literally has woken me up <laughs> in a dream and told me. But it all comes down to your choice. And his choice is, I got to follow my heart on this one.
3: Yeah, do it my way. Right, not go back for real. Right, because I think that's what's powerful in Last Jedi when he if you choose to believe the, the third telling of the Luke Mm -hmm. Kylo Luke Ben solo incident, which, which I do of, he looked inside, he saw the darkness and for a fleeting uh, second, he he says of instinct, but a different kind of instinct ignites the blade because the job of the Jedi is to stop, you know, defend from horror. Um, but then instantly knowing, but that's not how, uh, who I am when I listen to my heart. Yeah. When I listen to my heart, I know for me, the right choice is to not engage in violence. Yeah. That I can't find a way for violence to be the answer. It, it wasn't, you know, for yeah. this pivotal moment for myself and for my father. And it was wrong to even consider doing it a different way. Yeah. That that really seems like listening to his, uh, yeah. his grandmother through time of, yeah, what does your heart tell you? Absolutely. Um, and then you were making the great d- the distinction too of the, okay, well I made that, uh, decision. Yeah. But I still, but everybody's telling me I do need to help and do something. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Revenge of the Sith and, you know, when Obi-Wan's like, who killed younglings? Who would do this? And it's, that's an example of, well, what does your heart tell you right now? Yeah. You You know what's going on. You know, and you just really don't want to see. And once you answer that, you're going to have to face
3: what that answer is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, for me, just all of the way Leia's force sensitivity is depicted. Oh, it's very hard, yeah. Right? That she is somebody who, she knows the rules. She's yeah. a diplomat. She's a politician. She's royalty yeah. who has trained. She has, uh, she is utterly surrounded by rigidity. She's a yeah. master of rules and details. Mm. But her connection to the force is intuitive. Yeah. You know, she That's senses. A great way. Great way to look at it. She says it's Luke. She, you know, she isn't done in Last Jedi. So she just reaches out to what she needs, which is to mm. be back in the ship because she's yeah. not done. It feels very much like listening to your heart.
1: Absolutely. A little, some of the ones you've already talked about with the change, is, is a change, change and listen to your heart, often the same thing. But I, I'm going back to Ray, you know, listening to her heart about BBA. 8 Some of those moments come back. Come back. Uh, Finn listens to his heart a lot, runs away from his heart a lot. But he, he, it's, his heart's always in a good spot. Uh, needs a lot of people to stunk him upside the head, <laughs> but you know, he listened to his heart. I think a lot of it was fear and everything. But when he leaves, you know, his heart was telling him to ain't right, and then it's thrown into his face. You know, if Stormtrooper dies in front of him, his buddy, and killing the villagers. Uh, your heart is spoken. <laughs> That's not what you want to do. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Um. Uh, in in the stories. Uh. It, it, again. It it's uh it's it's. This listen to your heart goes hand in hand with the change because I think that's where all all change starts is is you kind of finally coming to terms with yourself and go with your instincts.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, for myself, I've certainly just experienced it in life doing various artistic pursuits. Right. Like there can be a lot of rigidity. But, you know, some of my biggest appreciation for Star Wars I've mentioned before came when I was trying to learn the drums. And my father taught me how to count it out. And it is the twos and the fours. But until you listen to just your heart and, like, just feel it instead of do it correctly. And you have to do it correctly, but you can access something deeper by getting in touch with your intuitive side and just following your instinct and knowing, you know, throwing yourself off the metaphorical cliff and knowing that you will find way to land yeah you know and that that's such a great feeling and, and a powerful part of star wars to me i'm in my head not too. okay yeah. <laughs> i can't do it you gotta count it out and then out. you can fly uh final Shmi quote that i wanted to mm. take a look at is uh her last one in the phantom menace be brave and don't look back don't look back mm. now yeah
1: how do you feel about that one? I mean, it's just its just from a great scene where her strength is there.
3: Uh, it's such a great heroic moment uh, on her part. You know? Is it a moment where do you think where she is practicing what she yeah. has been preaching and she's being selfless? I think so. She's being
1: selfless. She's changing the situation. She is going with her heart, even though she doesn't want to agree with her heart, even though she knows it's tough. Um, yeah, be brave. Absolutely. I think she's speaking to herself. That's probably all the best advice, right? Um and, and then it's something, you know, he, he at nine, whatever, he's not going to understand all the concepts, but this is going to, you know, yeah, going to sneak, sneak in. Um. So yeah, I, that's why I just love that. It's such a, it's, it's a powerful moment A mother giving up her child for this believed greater cause that she has no proof of other than a weird spaceman showed up <laughs> and said, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's a, he, he was the first person that didn't look at her weird when she said, I don't know, I didn't, there is no father. Yeah. Oh, Okay. You know, versus what? Get out of here. You know, she had to go on her heart. Yeah. And so this moment was about her, too.
3: Yeah. When I was looking at, at Shmi's quotes, because the ones I feel I've thought about a lot and, and felt feel, you know, strongly about. But this, uh, this moment has always affected me. And we've talked yeah. about with Jennifer. Like it's Jennifer has mentioned, like this is one of the moments there. She felt like she wanted to see more of how it affected yeah. Shmi. Yeah. Because um, uh, that is a heartbreaking moment, too. What's that evening like? Right. Right. Like, you know,
1: <laughs> uh, back in the height, shut up, 3PL. Where's yeah. Master? He's gone. My coverings and all. Imagine,
3: yeah. yeah that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Rough. That's a tough night for Right. Me. Yeah. So there's all that going on with me. Mm-hmm. The idea of attaching, be brave. And here's a definition of bravery. Don't look back. It's easy to just look at it as like, hey, physically, you are going to have a hard time walking away if you keep turning around and seeing me here. Yeah. And you're gonna be have a hard time following your heart and, and choosing the path that you chose. Yeah. Which is to go uh follow your dream and, and be a Jedi. So don't physically look back at me. But it also feels powerful with Star Wars relationship with the past and nostalgia. Mm. That a definition of bravery mm. from Shmi is <laughs> you have to be brave to not look back. Yeah. What is, does that uh does that uh, feel it's, like a part of Star Wars
1: poetry to you? It does. It, it it's a warning to of warning to us all. And you know, a lot of people might throw out Kylo's uh, "kill the past." It's different, man. It's not that she's not saying she's not saying uh, "kill the past." It's there, you're there. You can't live in it. Yeah, but it's there. And 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 you're gonna learn and go forward from it. Where Kylo's like erase it all, <laughs> and that's why he's wrong. Um, so yeah, but to say to us, to us fans uh it's a tough lesson. <laughs> don't look back don't look back star wars is as we talk about so baked in nostalgia but we see evidence of don't look back only look look at what's in front of you enjoy the past the past is in, is fueling what's in front of you yeah but look at that yeah be brave old guys <laughs> be brave
3: good yeah it, it ties to me of ideas of fear of you can't let fear stop you yeah yeah because you can't you know and again i guess accepting change of like right you know here's a super dumb example uh, uh we my wife and i bought a house in minneapolis mm-hmm. and uh realized that that's not necessarily what we wanted but it was mm. a beautiful house across from a, a weird little pond that the okay. city had made in the middle of the city and there's a uh, there's a light pole Uh, that is framed perfectly by two trees (laughs) so i had this little romantic thing of when i got stressed i would walk through this magic tree portal (laughs) by the old style light and walk around the pond and for a long time i was like i need to i need to move on yeah but i have to give this up Mm -hmm. and then as soon as we got to los angeles Mm -hmm. it's a cool little apartment that i really like that has our the dumb little balcony that i take the alcohol pictures on and it was like all that time where I didn't want to let go of that nice yeah. thing in front of me mm-hmm. because I didn't know what the future was and I was afraid to lose the present. Yep. And then as soon as I got to, you know, my new future, it was like that was beautiful and I have those memories and now here's the beautiful present. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that resonated with me, that real idea of <clears throat> not kill the past, but yeah, no, don't no just not, stay in the
1: past because to be kill the past it's just a' it's, it's, a, it's, it's just wrong it's just it's it's not right because then it, you're trying to erase it right it, it, it's like uh, you know um, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind you can't go <laughs> you're trying to wipe it uh, yeah. wipe the uh, X away because there's stuff there that you've learned from and if Anakin had learned this uh, had taken this to heart, and, and kept practicing it, some things wouldn't have would have gone differently. You know? Yeah. Be brave. Don't look back. Don't look back. He, he, he that of those attachments we talk about, would not have dominated his life if right. he was able to go past it.
3: It's the real yeah. specific tragedy of Revenge yeah. of the Sith of like, if you had got past the fear mm-hmm. of, you know, of yeah. what was going to happen, maybe you wouldn't have set all these events oh, in motion. Yeah. Right. I mean, and look at what's. Yeah, Adam, yeah, yeah, the, you're yeah. You're getting these
1: visions of your wife dying. Well, yeah, and you, now you're afraid of them, and you're the one doing it.
3: Yeah, that's what you have got to. Yeah. Uh, and this this also just feels to me because these are Lucas themes. So there's, yep. I'm always really interested. Like, how much do we perceive them being picked up in the sequel trilogy? How mm-hmm. much is it all one story? This don't look back, don't look back. So defines Ray. Oh, yeah. in Force Awakens, right, Constantly. where she's literally trying to return to the planet, and Maz is having to tell her the longing you seek is ahead
1: of you. Yeah. It's as if Moz, when she came and dropped off that statue, that's in
3: Anakin's room, <laughs>
1: had conversations with Shmi about it. Yeah. A hundred
3: percent. Yeah. So I'm sure that lots of other people could make uh, more of the, of these quotes and of other uh, yeah. Shmi quotes, but I just think it's really interesting that some of the big central ideas that Lucas is, uh, is uh, interested in, in Star Wars are represented by Shmi. What more do you want to hear about me and is there kind of any way you would want it delivered
1: i i want to see how she dealt with this i don't i don't need a checklist of of what came before that's why i'm always been kind of okay about the the virgin birth of this it just it just stops there's other skywalkers clearly she has the name and yeah it could be but it's just we don't have to worry about the the chosen one line like it goes so but I, I want to so I'm not I'm not looking for answers I'm looking for how she felt and how she recovered and how she took her own advice eventually and had to get past this because look where she ends up you know in a nice uh, marriage uh, she's freed as a slave let's not forget that uh, some good step kids it doesn't end well for her we understand that uh, life but you can't make decisions based on what might happen you know Yeah. Um, so sh- she got to that point at some point be brave and don't look back um, had to, like I said, was for her as well. And, and I, I want to know about those nights. I want to know about that transition
3: yeah, and how she was open to it. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah. I would be very interested to see some kind of, some, uh, I think books so you can go into her head and kind of yeah. see, uh, yeah. ha- ha- what, what Story. happened in, in her life. I don't need, like you're, you're saying, I don't need the, like need the, the whole lineage of Skywalkers. Yeah. Um, but I think just she's a, such a central character and delivers so many central ideas yeah. that it would be, it would just be fun to spend more time with the character and interesting. Yeah. The courtship of Lars, <laughs> we'll call it. Yeah. Lars. Uh, so if we accept this idea that Lucas did put some of these key ideas mm-hmm. into Schmid's dialogue, why do you think George chose that? He's sitting down to write Phantom Menace, he's looking back at the original trilogy going, what was it really about? What is, what do I have to say in the prequel trilogy to make sure those mm-hmm. themes are clear here are several central ideas. Yeah. I want to make sure that Shmi says them as well as the wise Jedi.
1: Yeah. Well, what, why do you think he chose her? Or Yeah. Think, yeah I, I think it's the power of mother. And, and as, as, as much as Star Wars often is about the father and son, I think that was very key. And he needs to show, he really wanted to show where it all began. And it's like, you go to the ending, here's what caused him to fall, here's why. But it wasn't... That he was evil. To me, it's important. It's powerful that he wasn't evil. He was a good soul at one point. He's a good soul with a good mom, yeah. And then constantly at war with himself, his new self, because the the core was so strong by his mom. I think. I think every, again, everything she put into him saved him in the end. Yeah, um, redeemed him in the end, and I think what Lucas wanted to show all that to me. Yeah, and I think nothing more powerful than a mother.
3: That's yeah, and that's powerful to think of. That's the the wisdom of Shmi is yeah. is a part of that mm-hmm. his triumphant moment in in Return yeah. Of Jedi. Yeah, I think I, I also like it being layered into the story as much as Lucas can get criticized about showing the Jedi as sort of mm-hmm. pompous and elite, and sure. and we're the holders of the power. I think it's great that. Here, here's a person in a not great situation in life. Yeah, but she still has developed all these great uh, philosophical ideas and this uh, kindness and humanity and understanding. Has it, you don't have to just be a Jedi who meditates and hears the will of the Force. Yeah, you know it is a. It, I think there's so many things in Star Wars that are about chosen ones and fate and yeah, destiny, yeah. but you got characters like Shmi and Han and Lando and Finn to just unless and, Finn and ends up being a force <laughs> to constantly remind you yeah. everybody yeah. in every situation in life has the ability to have great wisdom and great kindness. Mm-hmm. The, choice is, is the choice is the yours. The choice is yours. All right. Final question mm-hmm. then, uh, Ken is, is the entire star Wars saga, the tale of a child who did not listen to his mother and then went, um,
1: I went to uh, search the galaxy for the droid he left behind. <laughs> yes, um, I think it is, though. I really, it's not. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a, it is a, it is a lot about that in a, in a comical way, but also in a very serious way. He didn't listen. He he forgot about it, and he had to reconnect what he had learned.
3: Yeah, in all of his choices, mm-hmm. set yeah everything else that we've seen in the rest of the Skywalker saga yeah. in motion. Yeah,
1: and now I think in nine we're gonna have some big. Moments of destiny bringing you to the choice to be selfless and go
3: with your heart. Yeah, I think I think these themes will uh, resonate strongly in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. So uh, thanks to Shmi. Mm-hmm. That is our look at Shmi and her wisdom of Star Wars. Absolutely a look. A look indeed. I love
1: that. Oh, man. Shmi's such a good character. Can we get some more Shmi stories? We'd love that. But we're going to go to our audience questions right now. We've got a couple from Facebook. Hey, Donnie Spiker. What's up, Donnie? Uh, Donnie writes, Is Thrawn in charge of the gaggle of Star Destroyers we see in the Episode 9 trailer? What other characters do we know that could lead that many ships? Maybe Ray Sloan. All right. So we know... There's this shadow fleet, so to speak, emerging from the ice. Yes. So we really know. We know in marketing that there's Sith Troopers, but we hear that the you know, they're First Order Sith Troopers. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know where all the pieces fall yet. What
3: do you think about this? Do you think it's a big cameo from a character we know? <laughs> uh, no. That's not my first... I, th- I think certainly not Thrawn. I think just Thrawn mm-hmm. is not... Uh, Cameo material yes, uh, that yes, that yes. I think that there's a lot more storytelling that both Felloni and uh, probably Timothy Zahn want to do with Thrawn Definitely. and don't want it to be a just a and also yep. in Rise of Skywalker and the rest <laughs> right yeah Ray Sloan I could see something happening with that because it's yep. been a she's been a super popular character in books and comics and all that yep. but my big guest guess is still the Allegiant General Pride. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I've been thinking about more that, that I had not thought about that, that. maybe there I'd I start thinking about it this way because you're right it's 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 weird that there's like okay well there seems to be Sith troopers who are yeah officially First Order sanctioned but then there seem to be these ships emerging right and I, I'm starting to wonder if there is sort of like maybe the story has been that there's always been a kind of First Order plan that's like yeah. uh, the Palpatine yeah. plan. <laughs> And it went sideways with Snoke. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if, like, Brendel Hux was still alive... It'd be good. He was in on it, and this is the way it was supposed to go. Yeah. Brendel's gone. Snoke's gone. Gally and maybe, Smack's like... gone. You know, Allegiant General Pride is the one who's like... This whole thing has been built... Yeah. To eventually, you know... Yeah. Coalesce with what the Empire had been. So we're bringing... Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um,
1: in terms of, the yeah, Thrawn, no. Uh, Sloan... It, so here's, to me, the di- difference between... When you look at things, you can look at thing One thing the same way uh, as a theory. Sloane coming back is is interesting to me. You know, yeah, I love the character of Ray Sloane, but thematically, the theme was where she ends up is she didn't want to serve anybody. She believed in the Empire, but it was her version of the Empire. And Gallius Rax is saying to her in the, her last his last moments, you know, you you're the one you can go carry out Palpatine's plan and serve him. And she's like, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. I ain't serving you. I ain't serving Palpatine. Uh, I am. I am doing this on my own, and I'm reforming the, the Empire in 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 m- her own not her own image, but just her version of it. Which was not seeing the whole picture. She grew up on a town, uh, in a city, and a planet racked with crime, and Empire cleaned it up. So she has that perspective, right? Um, law and order. Law and order. She saw it, and but when she saw the bigger picture, as she started to sour on it. And so that's why I think that doesn't work uh, with a theme. Right. Uh, the theme of Ray Sloan uh, herself. But on a check- checklist type of way, she could be very well, uh, you know, I've been out here waiting in the unknown yeah. regions. Um, thank you, Donnie. Uh, uh, if, if it's Thrawn, that'd be something uh, we did not expect. Lachlan Edwards writes, what's your most used Star quote, uh, what is most used Star Wars quote in day-to-day life? <laughs> uh, most recently for me, it's Saw lies, deception, uh, whenever I feel someone is misleading. That's a great one, too. <laughs> well, as of right now, I, what's yours? Uh, uh, well, you're you going to say... It's that... McClunky. I've, okay, I've yes. said McClunky <laughs> 50 times a day since I saw it.
3: McClunky, yes. I am going to start saying that when I need to swear in front of children, for yeah. sure. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's not even my favorite line, but I realize it is the one that I say all the time is uh, always in motion is the future. Yeah. So it comes up just from a <laughs> trying to schedule yeah, a get together. A lot, yeah. uh, a lot of times when fans, yeah. uh, kindly ask us like, yeah. you know, Hey, are you going to, uh, review Jedi fallen or uh, always in motion always is the future. The future. We, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, but also just even from a, you know, appreciating the line for what it means or like, we don't know the future. You know, a lot of things could change. A lot of things could happen. And that's, that's what it is. It's being open to even, even like Donnie's great question of like, yeah, right. Just knowing a bunch of star destroyers Mm -hmm. totally makes sense to go. Who do we know in canon who could, who has the, the intelligence and the power to do that? Yeah. But always in motion always in is the motion. future. We don't, we don't know the context of those star destroyers yeah. and that's going to change everything in the future. Uh, for me, I say it's the last mistake you'll ever make a
1: lot of friends <laughs> for no reason. I, I just, I've, I've, even, even, since high school. Um, I do say a lot of three PO. I mean, I'm not a huge three PO. I mean, I like three PO, but you know it's like He's not on top of my list of people. He has just a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know. A lot of little quotes. I'm trying to think of one. I use them a lot. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Han Solo. I use uh, Shrugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a of little Shrugs are quotes. <laughs> uh, I also say uh, that guy's wise a lot. I yeah, say that, guy, that guy's wise. Uh, that guy's yeah. wise. Iwa quote. I say that a lot. One of the... Jo- oh, it's Mando talk. We'll get... There. Yeah, Jawa I know, I has know. a
3: quote that's very human-like. Um, I almost said a Mando thing, too. Yeah. Anybody who's watched it and I think knows... Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's a popular one. Yeah. Anyways,
1: that's a great question, Lachlan. I I just, they, they so, oh, I do use, uh, because you had brought up a lot in conversation on podcasts and it started to really inform a lot of my life too, which is uh, your focus determines your reality. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a big one. That's important. Yeah. Every day. Right, right. I was stuck in a Phoenix airport with everything closed, by the way, that airport closes. (laughs) Yeah. no food, nothing there. Uh, your focus determines your reality. How you handle that yeah. is
3: your choice. It's a powerful one.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, lockton From Patreon, uh, we got Laura Martin. Hey, if you could commission a Star Wars author to personally write a book for you, who would you choose and why? Or alternately, what story would you want that author to write for you? All right, so there's a lot of great Star Wars authors out there. Yeah, uh, you know what's the uh, Joseph Scrimshaw Star Wars story that they want
3: you want? You know, uh, th- I think this was uh, my focus determining my reality because we were talking about the yes. Shmi topic. I would a Shmi book would be cool, and I think it is partially because she is an important character, and I think she should be celebrated more. Yeah, and I would be interested to hear what her life was like with Anakin when they were owned by Gardula, and how she. <laughs> <laughs> managed to raise such a kind child in such dire yeah. conditions and, and came to this wisdom. And, uh, you know, I always love Claudia Gray, but I was also thinking of Beth Revis, who wrote Rebel yeah. Rising, who, and I still think Rebel Rising is so one of the best novels, and, and I so wish that the community, you know, celebrated it even more than we do, because yeah. I think that's great, and I think Beth Revis in particular did a great job writing something that was still hopeful and fun, mm-hmm. while putting gin through absolute hell yeah still found the humanity in it so i think she would do a great job writing mm. a story of shmi finding yeah humanity and hope and joy uh well being a, a young mother owned yeah. by a hut yeah that's good um uh, i would um
1: i, I in terms of just like a big like hey what's what's some ones because we we've gotten a lot of the ones we wanted yeah uh, dooku dooku was on the list forever yeah a lot of those i i think one of the ones i want to go back to james Luceno, who wrote darth Plagueis Ooh. when it was in legends and i want a new kind of rise of palpatine young politician one to get inside the political intrigue and and all of his mistakes and choices and lust for power and all those things i don't necessarily need an origin story i don't need young baby sheave yeah i just i am intrigued there's a lot of great things uh, um You know, in the Plagueis novel, a reworking canon version of that, I'd be really interested.
3: That's cool. Um,
1: I I talk often, I am uh, pals with Madeline Rue, who's the author, is a author, great author, but also wrote the um, short story Eclipse in From a Certain Point of View. It's one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars writing. She's a big fan of Ewoks, and she's a big fan of, uh, was it Sindel from uh, the Ewok, Ewok movies? the tv movies and even she's cosplayed as her a lot and everything and i even i posted the other <laughs> on her instagram page uh i just was like you know she she cosplayed as like a grown up sindel like still working with the Ewoks or something like that. And I was like, oh, this Insane. is I, I, I'd love to see the story. And when there were those rumors that Phasma was Sindel all grown <laughs> up, I would, I would text her and be like, please write that story. Yeah. So Madeline's a, a tremendously talented author doing some big things now. I think she's doing stuff with world of Warcraft books or something like that to follow up. Um, I still want her to get a book, a big, uh, full shot in star Wars. Um, final one of the day from Alex Brandt, Alex writes, which in universe star Wars band would you want to play at your birthday
3: party? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. Mm. I think I got to go classical old school. I think it would be the modal notes would it be. Yeah, and you know feminine? why? Uh because they're um not only do I I love their tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh the the great wailing music. Oh, uh it's called jazzwailing. Uh but also their their ambiance. Their ambience, Oh, ambient, right? Yes, right? Yes, you know, yes. you don't want people, to dominate. People can still you can dance if you yes. want to, but you can also sit back and chat. Yeah. You can scream McClunky, and it still works. I, <laughs> You know, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe yeah. the, the song they're playing is the Star Wars version of Tequila. Yes. And at that point McClunk. in the song, you're supposed to shout out McClunky. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. McClunky. McClunky.
1: That's great. I would go with Max Rebo, but yeah. not the special edition version. I think maybe just Max Rebo. Size noodles. I'd love. I love size. She could be at the party, but um, maybe Max doing a little something in the side by himself. Oh, just just maybe Max. a new band.
3: Yeah. I don't need the whole trio. Yeah, I'd hire just Droopy since he got left out of the name. That's true.
1: Uh, you know what? I, I was right on that plane, <laughs> plane coming back from DC, and I was listening to music, and Nick came up. Yeah, and I'm doing that thing where I'm like just scrolling through songs. I don't want to listen to that one. Don't want to listen to that one. I'm not in the mood for that. I was like nah, 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 and then I was like, Yeah, I am, and I went back. <laughs> might be good at a party, so maybe I do just want the Max Rubo Band. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, we went classic there. Yeah, it's hard not to. Hard not to. Uh, Alex, Laura, Lachlan, Donnie, thanks for the questions. If you have a question or a thought on today's episode, Shmi and the wisdom of Star Wars, uh, follow us on Twitter, Force Center Pod. Like our Facebook page, Force Center Podcast. You can use the hashtag Force Center. Actually, in both locations find us. Or on Instagram as well, ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.net is the website. A podcast available in a lot of spots, including Apple Podcasts, google podcast stitcher tune in and more including here on anchor star wars ranked episodes and more are on youtube and uh, patreon.com slash four centers where we're building towards many goals including new music from the great tony thaxton who does the music for uh, most of all of our shows now we're working towards it and he's got some great stuff out there check out tony's work as well and then uh, t-shirts we do have them, and, uh, Joseph, the link is there.
3: It works. Oh, yeah. tpublic.com slash user slash force center. There appeared to be some uh, search uh, yeah. engine issues this weekend, but tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can get our Speculate Responsibly shirt in the big build up to Episode 9 and wondering what's going to happen in the next chapter of Mandalorian. You can be ready to Speculate Responsibly right there in that shirt. Absolutely. Go
1: check it out. Where the shirt represent where the at at, at, at the Where's the Skywalker opening weekend? With your friends. Uh, I, I was in uh, in D.C.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, my gosh, I don't remember her name, but uh, a nice uh, young lady in the audience had a I Heart Murder Bears t-shirt. Oh,
3: that's uh, wonderful. We appreciate that. That makes me
1: happy. Yeah, we appreciate that. And we sh- appreciate you guys listening to all the stuff we do. We work hard. We put this content out, but we would be nothing without you, so we appreciate your kind words and support. It's been a lot of fun talking about The Mandalorian. Check out The Mandalorian Report. Uh, this episode, Data McBurrell, Star Wars Ranked. And yeah, Joseph of uh, appearing on Collider Jedi Council, the review of Mandalorian, and uh, uh, always in motion in the future, but getting you on the main show uh, shortly to join that conversation. I love bringing you to the Collider world where these those fans are a little different sometimes. And my favorite comment was... I don't know who this guy is,
3: but I like him. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of very, very kind comments on YouTube. So that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And only a few uh, yeah. details of uh, who people think I look like. So, uh, that's a, that's you a know, victory. these things happen. <laughs> these
1: things happen. <laughs> and this has happened. It's our sh- our show. Thanks, Shmi Skywalker, for all your wisdom. And you too, George. We'll see you next time. This was Force Center.